from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. 20 years ago this weekend, the Javier Mendoza band sold out Mississippi Nights. The occasion for that club day? The release of the St. Louis band's sophomore album titled Beautiful. The band's eponymous leader has since moved to Nashville after a long stint in St. Louis. But this weekend, he's back in St. Louis to celebrate Beautiful and its radio-ready title track. And that is beautiful from the album of the same name by the Javier Mendoza Band. The band plays Blue Strawberry in the Central West End this Saturday to celebrate the album. And Javier Mendoza himself joins us today to tell us more. Javier, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. So Javier, you finished this album 20 years ago, and yet here you're going to be playing it again to an eager crowd. Does it feel good to revisit this time? Oh, uh, it feels great. I think we uh, we're better performers than we were 20 years ago, and so we're really excited to to give it another another uh, listen and another play. So this was your sophomore album. What do you think made it such a big success? Um, <clears throat> I think the energy of the band just kind of locked in. Uh, the The members were the just the right quartet, and so we uh, just found it uh, found I guess the right chemistry, and I think it translated to the crowd. Hmm. Take us back to that night at Mississippi Nights. Was that just crazy in a good way? <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Take us back to that night at Mississippi Nights. Oh. I mean, you guys sold out this club. Sure. There you are playing. I imagine you had a lot of friends and family there. Did that just feel huge? Well, it was great. I, I remember how excited we were at the time. Uh, somebody had told us that we were the only uh, unsigned band to have uh, sold out the place. I'm not sure if that was accurate or not, but hmm. we were re- very excited about it just to see lines, a line of people trying to come in and um, after especially breaking up the band or the first um, the first group that I started and then bringing this back with such great energy. It was so exciting. So I'm told you had almost left music entirely shortly before that. Uh, it sounds like that would have been a big mistake. What was going on in your life that that, that was uh, something you were contemplating? Well, um, the band that I had at the time, the group, it was still Javier Mendoza band. And uh, we were just having a lot of troubles uh, together, uh, just too much, too many conflicts. And so two members left um, and then uh, just things kind of disintegrated. And uh, my the bass player, who's one of my best friends, he stayed on with me. And, and at the time, I was in the middle of the divorce. I was getting sued by my manager. And so I was uh, left kind of with no money. And, and I had a ticket to Spain. 
And I said, well, I'm taking this ticket. <laughs> I'm going to Spain and I'm done. And so uh, it was just, it was just, I was kind of fed up. It was uh, hard just playing all the time on the road and making no money. And so uh, it was thanks to the song Beautiful that, that I was re-energized that I wrote it. I wrote it while I was in Spain. Oh, in Spain. okay. So that trip ended up bringing you back to music, even though you thought you were walking away from music. Well, at least professionally, yes. I, th- I don't think music was would ever have left me or will ever leave me. But yeah, professionally, I just wrote this and um, also combined with my friend David, the bass player, calling me and saying simultaneously as I wrote the song, uh, please come back. You know, I, I think I, I found a great drummer and let's just get this, let's get the band together again and, and form a different, you know, form a new new band and make it better. Hmm. And so I came back and I gave it a shot and and the rest is history. So you got this new band, you had this amazing album. What happened to the Javier Mendoza band after that? Well, we actually, um, uh, we had a little bit of turmoil after a year with uh, Beautiful, and uh, I released an album uh, with part of the band as uh, at Live at Blueberry Hill. It was a double live disc. And then after that, I started writing some new music, and uh, we went back into the studio and the band just kind of reformed again, the same same crew, and we released one more album, uh, Matter of Time, which uh, did well. We did well, and so um, you know it was doing well. But it's just just uh, people had a, there so many so much talent in the band. Jim Peters as guitar player, he he was a great front man as well, and he was uh, looking to do some other things himself and. Uh, and so forth, you know, due to these conflicts they were having and differences, which just kind of fizzled out. Hmm. So people just kind of went their separate ways. For you, that separate way ended up taking you to Nashville. You left St. Louis in 2013. Um, sure. Why go to Nashville? Really, because my wife got a great job there. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, that's a great uh, answer. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't chasing uh, music at the point, at this, at this point. Uh, but I thought it was a, you know, breath of fresh air for me. I had played a lot in, in St. Louis and in the area and I thought this would be a good a good next move to try something different and I knew that Nashville was happening in the music scene and I just thought it'd be great and it wasn't too far from St. Louis mm-hmm. and in fact thanks to that I've been able to maintain a, in a way a local status since I play there at least twice a month at least pre, pre-pandemic. So pre-pandemic you were still performing here quite a bit. Oh, a lot. Uh, at least twice a month, sometimes three times. And has being in Tennessee, has that helped you also find new venues and new opportunities that maybe would have been harder if you'd stayed here? Um, perhaps. I just think it's uh, opened new, different avenues and it's uh, opened my mind to different things and I've met new people. And I think change is always good. It's not always easy, mm-hmm. but I think there's always positivity in, in change and, uh, you know, being a, an Air Force brat. I kind of have to go with that since I've moved all my life. Yeah, this is something that you're used to doing. Well, so that idea of change sort of leading to good things, I think maybe an example of that is last year amid the COVID-19 lockdowns, which obviously nobody would wish this pandemic on anyone, but that led to a really wonderful project for you. That's the song Respira. That's Spanish for breathe. You had more than 20 musicians from around the world who joined in on this song. Let's listen to some of that.
And that song is Respira. You may want to check out the video for this song. It's on our website, stlonair.show. Really a pretty cool video. And we're talking today to Javier Mendoza. He's the singer-songwriter who helped sort of put this, or did put this together. So, Javier, tell us what the idea was for this project. Well, uh, I was just, you know, locked up in the house, and uh, I I just started playing, uh, playing along. I have a loop station, and I just started throwing ideas out just just because I was bored and and all of a sudden this uh, piece instrumental piece came out I was I started attempting to to put lyrics to it but nothing would come it was I had a kind of an anger inside and confusion mm-hmm. and so I started just putting more music and more music and so about 15 minutes later I had this piece written on the acoustic guitar and so then I decided, you know, it'd be really cool to see if I could call a friend of mine who's a drummer out of Chile, who now lives in, in Nashville, just moved. But at the time he was in Chile, and I called him up, and he's in quarantine, and he said, oh, yeah, I got the, I got a studio here. And so he laid the drums, and then I called another friend, and everybody did it from their house. So everybody hmm. was uh, sending me their either their iPhone videos with their the best signal they could, and then a bass player, Eric Grossman, who lives in St. Louis, put the bass. And then all of a sudden I started, well, what if I added a trumpet here? What if we added this? And so I started calling people all over. I called my, my cousin, who's a flamenco player out of Spain. And uh, I called all kinds of people. Uh, this great uh, singer who lives in Cordoba as well in Spain. And he's in, from England. And his name is Simon XLB. He did a great spoken word. And just... On and on. So mm-hmm. over 20 players, it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing until uh, Chris Carmichael, who produced uh, uh, Taylor Swift and um, just a great violinist, uh, joined in. And and so after two months of uh, editing and, and mixing this, uh, it, it came out. And, and I thought what I wanted to do with it was to raise money. I started doing live stream shows from the house, uh, and I started just raising the money to try to uh, collect money for friends of mine that were really struggling as musicians. I was too, but my wife had a job and she kept her job. And so I really knew some friends that were, were struggling. So we were able to help, or I was able to help about 20 musicians, 25 musicians, mm-hmm. and then also just raise money through that video. Hmm. So this idea of respira, breathe, is that um, directly related to the breathing problems of COVID? Or is that more telling the rest of us, hey, take a deep breath? Well, it was telling myself to, uh, I, I suffer from anxiety. And so uh, for me, it was, a, it was a preemptive exercise to keep calm because I, I had a feeling it was going to be a long road. Mm. And so, Boy, uh, <laughs> you were right about that. I guess I was right, unfortunately. <laughs> so did that project help with that? You were able to find some calm because you still had something to work on. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. Uh, from that, I actually, from once COVID began, I started doing yoga and meditation every morning. And I've mm-hmm. been doing it every day since it started. So... Um, it's definitely created some positivity. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't, you know, obviously it's a horrible situation, but I've tried to find good moments in it. And, and I've obviously, the, my relationship with my children has been incredible because we've been together so much. And you, you have a 14-year-old who's now forced to spend time with you. Has that been a good thing for you? Yeah, well, and now, now he's 
now he's out and about a little bit more. And uh, but yeah, he's a great drummer, and we've <laughs> been able to, we played together a lot, and so it's great. And and you're also I understand you're also writing music for a new record. How is that going at this point? Well, it's um, finally picking up. I feel like I, uh, I, I'm one of those people that before I write a, start a project, I need to have the song that, that kind of kicks it off, something that really inspires me. And, and I wrote this brand new song that I'm really happy with. And, and so, you know, in, be, since then I've been releasing some, some uh, singles on Spotify uh, under my my new artist name, which is Hobo Kane. And, and I got to just cut in here and ask you about sure. this. Um, Javier Mendoza is a great name, and you've obviously built up some familiarity with that name through having the band under that name. What you, what made you land on Hobo Kane? Well, um, first of all, I was trying to reinvent myself. Uh, Javier Mendoza, although you may think it's... I mean, I'm not, I, I love my name. <laughs> I'm happy with my name. But... Um, I never really intended it to be an artist name. I hmm. just that's my name, and just uh, all the band names that I created, it was always they would always put Javier Mendoza and Javier Mendoza and 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 so I, I kind of stuck. But all my life, I've always wanted to have a, an artist name or uh, or a band name, and so what happened was when I moved here, I had a chance to to start over and also have people not uh, stereotype what kind of music I may play because with Javier Mendoza, I've always gotten the whole thing where, oh, he's got to be a Latin musician or he must be a flamenco artist or a Latin jazz artist. And and I'm just a you know a rock artist, singer-songwriter who sings in Spanish and English. So with Hobo Kane, I thought that you had a little bit more ambiguity so people would step into whatever the... the you know, whatever the club I was playing or the mm -hmm. stage I was playing and, and not have a preconceived idea of what I what I was. And hobo come I love the word hobo because although some people think it's a bum, it's a transient or migrant worker. And mm -hmm. uh, that's what I've been all my life. And then cane comes from my mom's maiden name, which is Cañas, which means like a sugar cane, canes. And I didn't like the S. So I took the S out and hobo cane. Hmm. Well, that's a great name. Um, but still, you're going to be back as the Javier Mendoza Band. That's this Correct. Saturday. Um, that's going on at Blue Strawberry. Just in our final uh, minute here, um, is it exciting getting the old band back together? You have all four of you guys coming for this. Oh, we, we are so excited. Uh, I haven't played with, with the guys in, I don't know, we were talking about it, about 13 years. I've played with David, the bass player. He lives here. So I've played with him uh, randomly. And the drummer lives here too, so sometimes I've played a couple here, but the band together has not been together in about 13, 13 14 years. Hmm. And here you are, you're going to play Beautiful. Will you play the whole album? We are playing it from start to finish, and then uh, maybe if people want more, we, we will encore with some uh, some of the favorites, <laughs> other favorites. Well, that is super exciting for everybody who remembers this album, who is at Mississippi Nights. We hope they'll come out for this. Javier Mendoza, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And Javier has two shows at the Blue Strawberry this Saturday. The 5 p.m. show still has tickets available, and there's also virtual tickets available for the 8 p.m. show. That's a great option if you're feeling a little COVID nervous. You can see bluestrawberrystl.com for more information. For more details about Javier, see javiermendoza.com. And I want to go out of our conversation today, since Beautiful was such a touchstone for so many people. I want to play just a little more music from Beautiful. This is She.
St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.